You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to get your podcasts. We are so glad you took the time during this weekend to check us out. My name is John Boccasino, being joined, of course, by my esteemed colleague and co-host Jamie D'Amico here on Believe. And uh, Jamie, great to have you back. Thanks, man. And I think that it's very important right now to mention to all of our loyal listeners that We have an announcement. You may not know where I'm going with this, but we have an announcement this week. That is that your two favorite podcast hosts officially became friends in real life. Yes, that's right. I received a Facebook friend request from the John Boccasino, and now we're real life friends. Now it's official. See, Jamie, the first year of us doing the podcast, it was a feeling out process to see where we clicked and how we meshed and whether you were Facebook friend worthy. But then all of a sudden I came up on my feed of people you may know. And I see Jamie D'Amico there minus the huge ginger beard, but looking pretty dapper in a, in a suit. And I'm like, you know what? Sure. I think a year is a good enough of a grace period to figure out this is going to work for our podcasting. (laughs) Yeah. That picture was actually from my wedding and I think I'm going to keep it because, um, well, I I don't look cool all that often, and that day I kind of did. So, <laughs> if there's ever one day that a guy is guaranteed to look dapper and cool, it should be his wedding day. So, Jamie, congrats for passing the bar on that one. And uh, yes, we are Facebook official here, John Boccasino with Jamie D'Amico. And you know, we took last week off for the Fourth of July holiday. Hope our friends and listeners here on the podcast enjoyed themselves on their holiday weekend. Uh, we we are back, of course, talking. Buffalo Bills football. And this week's topic is something that I feel is going to really resonate with a lot of our our listeners. You know, we're, we're grappling with, again, these unprecedented times with COVID-19, you know, the global coronavirus pandemic. None of us know what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis. Cases are spiking. Positive tests are spiking. Uh, we've had such an unfortunate number of deaths that have come about from this pandemic. And, you know, amidst all of this uncertainty, You've got professional sports trying to find their place and trying to find their way through this landmine. And you know, Major League Baseball is going to be attempt to become the first of the professional sports of the four major sports to get back in action. Uh, July 23rd, they're shooting for with their uh, seasons to begin. NBA is hoping to get back and resume the rest of their season and their playoffs in the bubble in Orlando starting on July 30th. The National Hockey League up in is going to be resuming their seasons up in Canada, uh, which has not been hit nearly as hard as the United States has. And of course, you've got the National Football League. Training camps are set to begin later this month. 
Uh, we're, believe it or not, I believe five weeks away from supposedly the first preseason games, although uh, they've only cut it down to two. They reduced it from four games to two. I don't know how on earth they're even going to get games being played out there. But, Jamie, that got me thinking about this topic here of fandom and COVID-19 and the impact of live sports. Clearly, the first priority is the health and well-being of our citizens trying to come up with a vaccine uh, to stop this deadly disease. But when you take it a step back further, we've all missed live sports so much uh, during the four plus months since they've been taken away. So let's start with that premise of COVID-19 and the sports world. Clearly, we miss sports. We miss going to sporting events. We miss watching sports on TV. How do you feel right now as a fan of the Buffalo Bills about the chances of the season starting on time just given what we know with everything about this virus. If I were a gambling man, which I'm not, but if I were a gambling man, I would say this season probably isn't going to start on time. And to a degree, I think that it's us not not getting sports is us kind of, pardon the pun, taking our medicine for maybe not being a little bit more militant about about separation and quarantining in the beginning. Um, it's, it's almost like we deserve this, right? Because we as a society didn't do a better job of staying shut in like you saw other nations do. And I, I hate to say we get what we deserve, but really the, the main crux of it to me is you have to be, you have to be safe. And I don't know that if you open up sports and especially if you start having, if you start having crowds show up that you're going to going to be endangering people. And I just, I, I would hate to see that. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. Listen, we, again, I mentioned it earlier, the safety and well-being of everybody should be first and foremost, not just athletes. And we'll talk about what it's going to be like, you know, when these athletes do return to the, uh, the playing field, because there's going to be daily testing that's taking place. And then, you know, Players are getting access to testing resources that the rest of the country may not have access to and, you know, what it's going to take to get these teams back in action. These are, you know, unlike soccer players or golf players uh, or even race car drivers who have been back in action, none of those athletes push 300 pounds on the scales. And there's a major inherent health risk with with covid for doing long-term damage to your lungs and your breathing ability the ability to take in oxygen a lot of these big boys who are offensive and defensive linemen i really find it hard to believe that they can make it through a whole season without coming down with this virus and if they do you know the side effects could be life threatening i mean again these guys have a really difficult job of being a big offensive or defensive lineman trying to make their way through the trenches and you add in COVID-19, which directly damages the lungs and your breathing ability, it seems like a recipe for disaster. You know, one of the things that worries me the most is what we don't know because the disease is, it's in its infancy still. And they're constantly learning more about it from things like they're saying that there can be long-term lung damage. There can be potential for brain damage. Um, it's, uh, it affects children in a very different way. Initially, it was thought that children weren't affected at all. And now they're finding that there's um, uh, major swelling and inflammation that goes along with it that, that can affect kids. 
Um, so I, I, one of my biggest concerns is that we really don't know yet what's happening with it. Um, and I, I with you, because one of my concerns is when you look at baseball opening up right now is what if an entire team is decimated by COVID-19? Because obviously this is a novel virus, meaning we have no uh, resistance to it whatsoever. So if a couple people get it, a lot of people get it. And if they're confined together, what happens if an entire team has to start forfeiting games? Now, here's what we know about sports. There's billions of dollars that trade hands because of sports, multi-billion dollar industry. People who stand to profit from multi-billion dollar industries don't part with that money easily. Now, this isn't a morality judgment on owners or of teams or networks, but the fact of the matter is when you have a very large business, you don't want that business to shut down for obvious reasons. So I think that what we're going to see is an attempt to play. Now, if what if the NFL were to delay its start by three months? Do, would would that be harmful in any way? I don't know if it's harmful. I, I just feel like, and again, I, I want to preface all of this by saying, look, much like our conversation we had on race and the Jake Fromm text messages, shocking breaking news. Neither Jamie nor myself happen to be an epidemiologist who is an expert in the field of infectious diseases. But in this day and age, it's hard not to read and reread content all the time, especially when it pertains to our hobbies of our of being a sports fan and a Bills fan. We have spent a lot of time you know, reading articles and trying to become informed on this topic. And Jamie, what scares me about pushing back anything and what scares me in general about having sports resume in the first place is all along we've been told that there's going to be a second wave that could potentially be more deadly than the first wave of COVID-19, which is hard to believe Again, we, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot here in the States and wearing a face mask has become a political issue, which I just don't understand why people think they're, you know, I'm going to go on a rant for 30 seconds here, if you'll indulge me. I don't understand why people are so averse to wearing a damn face mask when all it can do is help protect you and those around you from getting sick and contact, contracting this disease. And if someone told you that, Aliens were coming down from outer space, and the only way you'd be guaranteed to not get attacked by the aliens was to stay in your house. You would stay in your house. You wouldn't be asking to go outside and play and run your errands. Yet somehow, with COVID-19 and the face masks, just because it's an enemy we cannot see, that we don't have an ability to put a face to, people are tempting the fates by not wearing masks. If people would just wear their damn masks and practice social distancing and wash their hands properly, we could be we could have been so much further ahead of where we are with containing this 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 pandemic. But alas, we're not, you know, we're way behind the rest of the world when it comes to uh, amount of cases and progress we've made in containing this disease. So here we are, July and we're looking at football training camps and if they push the season back, Okay, there's a chance that that could work. There's a chance that things we'd have a vaccine or a cure developed by then. But I just have a feeling that, I don't know, somehow, some way, I'm not sure this season's going to get played. Um, if it does get played, which I really hope it does, because for the first time in 25 years, the Bills are favorites to win the AFC East and have a stacked roster. And look, 
if if the Bills play this season and nary a fan is in New Era Field, I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm okay with there not being fans in the stands because I'd rather the Bills play the games and go 11 and 5 and make a deep run in the playoffs than they try to jeopardize the safety of the sport and the safety and well-being of fans because look, if you bring fans back to New Era Field, I, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, so I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself, but I just don't think there's any way that you're going to guarantee that fans can properly follow these social distance measures. This, whatever cap you put on capacity. Whew, that's, a, that's a lot to unpack. Um, so <laughs> let's let me start with this. This is something that we said when we were discussing the Jake Fromm issue, and I want the listeners to know this. This is not a politics show. We are not talking politics. It's not something we do here. Uh, this is just from the heart reactions to the things that we're seeing. And you will not hear John and I endorse any political leaning on this show. It's not what we do. Although Jack um, Kemp is probably the best politician to ever walk the face of the earth. but Absolutely. Yes, he is. <laughs> um. There is a, a law enforcement official in uh, in jolly old England who said as they began opening, you know what? We just are not going to be able to get drunk people to follow social distancing and wear masks protocol. Um, it, it's just kind of how it goes when, when people are imbibing, which we know people are going to do in the parking lot and at, at the Bills games. So that brings us to something that is really um, an interesting topic, John. How would you feel about games being played uh, on television, but without fans in the crowd? Or what if the networks were to add um, CGI fans and audio to the game. How would you feel about that? Honestly, Jamie, and, and, and I feel like I have a good perspective to add here because I've had season tickets for 13 years. I really was excited for this season coming up and marked on my calendar the Chiefs game and the Patriots game and, and the Seahawks and all these awesome games that the Bills have on their calendar at home. But no, for me, no game is worth going to where I could bring back a potentially fatal, and and this is the problem that again I have with people that you know don't wear their face masks. It's not like you're you, you can do whatever you want in your own little world. What when when your actions have impact on my life and my friends and my loved ones, that's where I really start to have an issue with this, and that's where the face mask issue just makes no sense to me because it's a simple thing you do that can keep everybody, including those that aren't directly around you right now. When you go back and see your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your family, you know, you can keep them safe too by wearing the face masks. If you go to football games, now I, I'm saying this, I assume whatever capacity the team would have a stadium opening up with, with their fans in attendance, that there would be mandatory face coverings that fans would have to wear. There's been a bunch of teams that have come out already and made statements on how they feel about this issue. The Baltimore Ravens want to cap their attendance at 20% of their stadium, roughly 14,000 fans with mandatory face coverings. The Jacksonville Jaguars came out with a plan for 25% capacity at their stadium. 
again, with mandatory face coverings and cashless transactions at the concession stands. Same thing with uh, the Miami Dolphins, 20% capacity. So teams are planning for this. And if, you know, the best solution obviously would be we all can gather at the stadium and cheer on the team in person. That's just not going to happen, in my humble opinion, with us being, you know, we're about two months out from the start of the regular season. Cases are on the rise nationwide. We're very fortunate in New York State that that is not the case, that cases have not been rapidly rising. But give it a week or two, and you just don't know what's going to happen with this spread of this disease. That's the unknown that is plaguing all of these planning efforts out there. So when you ask me about CGI uh, effects and fans not being in stands, I am fine with any measure that can be taken to safely get these games underway and, and played this year where the Bills can experience the success that they should have with the talent on their roster. Now, I want to say one thing, Jamie, about CGI and fans and crowd noise. I want to tip my hat to the Oakland A's of Major League Baseball. They have done an awesome initiative where fans can purchase uh, a cutout of themselves. They can submit a photo and their cutout likeness of themselves will appear in their seat during all the home games. And the money that's raised goes to COVID-19 relief efforts in the Bay Area. I think that's an awesome idea. And if the Bills did something like that, where let's say fans are not allowed in attendance, but I could buy a John Boccasino cutout and have him be in section 123 and it raises money for local relief efforts for the pandemic, sign me up. That is a wonderful thing. Now, many of us have heard, I don't know if all the listeners have heard about the Korean soccer team. Did you hear about this, John? No, I, I didn't. I heard about the, I've been following a little bit the Korean baseball organization because I'm so desperate for live sports, but I haven't heard about this soccer team. What are they up to? Well, I, they were the ones who decided they were going to fill their stadium with clothed blow-up dolls. <laughs> and ended up getting in all kinds of trouble for it. Now, I'm not even sure why they got into trouble for it because they were clothed and they just looked like mannequins. It's not like their mouths were agape or anything like that. But yeah, every third or fourth seat was filled with one of these and somebody took notice and being a more conservative society, they got in all kinds of trouble for it. I thought it was I thought it was honestly a good idea, probably a cheap way of filling it up. So uh I I too love what the what the Oakland A's are doing. Uh I, I think it's a it's a great idea. So I think that football, more than anything, it's a made for television event. You don't necessarily need fans in the stands in order to make it palatable on television, because let's face it, that's where the majority of the income from the NFL comes from is the network deals that they've got. So when it comes to special effects to make it seem like a better product on television, I am all in favor of that. I I know that it would be expensive. CGI isn't cheap or whatever type of... um, whatever type of effects that they use. But I think it's something that they definitely need to explore because I would far prefer watching an event where somebody scores and you hear fans cheer or an official makes a bad call and you hear them boo. I don't think they would do that, but but that that would enhance my experience for sure. Now, Jamie, it's it's interesting you mentioned the, the fan experience, and 
I, 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 I get really passionate about this topic because it is such a, I've noticed. it's a hot button issue, man. And like my friends are all talking about, you know, the bills games and whether they're going to get to go to the games in the fall or not. Um, I look, I, I will say one area of the Buffalo bills that has disappointed me is how they have handled this pandemic so far. I actually was charged a quarter of my season tickets back in April uh, right at the height of all of the COVID-19 fears and uncertainties. And I've had a battle with the, and it wasn't like it was a, a hard battle, but I didn't understand why the bills wouldn't have the common sense to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be charging our fans uh, for the tickets. Now, granted, the money can roll over towards 2021. And the bills did come out and say that they're allowing season ticket holders to opt out of purchasing their tickets, which is the smart move and the right move. I wish it had happened a little bit sooner. But thankfully, they did, you know, common sense did prevail. But since March, we know the bills have been working on these contingency plans for New Era Field. New Era Field seats roughly 74,000 fans, and they've been toying with ideas of capacities ranging from 15%, 33%, and 50% of the seating capacity at New Era Field. There's a, a, science, a medical scientist and an epidemiologist, uh, Dr. John Selleck, who has been quoted in a couple of stories I've read. He basically suggests that 33% capacity would represent an ideal model for both seating arrangements and proper social distancing measures at New Era Field. So if you have a 33% seating capacity, you're leaving out more than half of the season ticket holders, but you're at least offering an alternative where fans who want to, who feel safe doing this. And I guarantee you, if the Bills do this, they're going to have staggered entry into the stadium. They're going to have the temperature checks. They're going to have mandatory face coverings. They're going to have cashless transactions. They're going to do everything they can to limit the interactions between the fans and the employees at the stadium. But Jamie D'Amico, you're a Buffalo Bills fan. If I tell you, 33% of fans can go to games and you're happen to be one of the 33% chosen. What level of comfort would you feel going to the games and would you find yourself going or not? I won't be going. Uh, I'm not going to be attending any sporting events anytime soon. And that probably means right up until 2021 based on the information that I'm receiving. Um, it just doesn't sound like it's worth taking the chance to me. Now I'm one of those people who every time there's an illness going around, I catch it. I've always been that way. So I have literally no faith in myself at all to not get sick if exposed to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, as much I love going to the games, I love having season tickets. It's a party. You know, everybody, you know, you're where else can you go where you can hug? You wouldn't be able to do any of this now with COVID, but hugging and high fiving strangers after touchdowns for the bills. Like there's such a sense of camaraderie in that community. But if you're telling me that there's even a slight chance that I could contract this illness, this disease and bring it back to the loved ones that I affect, I'm with you. I'm a cautious conservative person when it comes to this. And I will be abstaining from going to bills games in 2020 until there's a vaccine. And even then it's going to take time for you know the vaccine to kick in and take effect and take place to prevent the spread of this disease. But for me, Jamie, it's not worth the risk. And I'm much more comfortable 
watching the Bills games on my 60-inch flat screen in my house. Ooh. Um, that was a wedding gift of a fur that we got for uh, my wife and I getting married, and we've put that up in our living room, and it is beautiful. It's got a great picture, and I'd love to watch Josh Allen connect with Stefan Diggs all day long on that flat screen versus being in an atmosphere where I'm sorry. Yes, I would be at the stadium, and it would be Buffalo Bills football, but it wouldn't be the same Buffalo Bills game day experience that I'm used to. And I know there are diehard fans. I know there are people in Bills Mafia that would give their life and limb to go to the games. I hope it doesn't literally come down to them giving their life because what happens with liability? Are you going to have to sign a waiver when you go to these games stating that I absolve the Buffalo Bills from any responsibility if I happen to get sick? I mean, that's a legitimate concern. Yeah, that's the legalities of it are something that they're obviously going to study closely because like I said before, it's a multi-billion dollar operation. They're going to cover all their bases. These, you know, the owners in the NFL, most of them made their money themselves and are very intelligent when it comes to making business decisions. And at the same time, like I said, it's not a morality judgment, but they need to see they need to see a season happen because they need to make good on their investment. A a year off would be very harmful to those business models, but also the players. There's there's players that, you know, some of them make many millions of dollars, most of them don't, and they may be in a situation where they got to get on the field because their bills are higher than maybe what they should be for the amount of income they've got. Um there's a lot of forces working here that are going to want to compel people to get out and make the season happen. And us as fans, we we do need the distraction. Let's face it. We, we kind of do need sports. But I think in order to figure out what's going to happen with the NFL, we're going to have to look more closely at what goes down with Major League Baseball. And I think that the reason we're doing that is because, yes, they're playing in empty stadiums, but how does it affect a club when, with people that are together? And then you take the aspect of football where there's a lot more physical contact. That means that it becomes a bit more communicable. So how is this going to work out? I'm going to be very interested in seeing how, uh, how baseball goes. Yeah, you know, baseball is the guinea pig going first on July 23rd, NBA following a week later, July 31st in Orlando. And the NBA, what's fascinating with what they're doing is they're attempting to play their sport in a bubble where all the the teams, the players, the training staff are going to be staying at the wide world of sports complex in Orlando, Florida. You mentioned Dr. Fauci, who I think has been an underestimated hero in all of this. He somehow gets maligned on social media by the by the conspiracy theorists, but he is just giving it to you straight and truthful when it comes to this pandemic. And he's recommended that the NFL should have pursued a bubble policy uh, for playing their games this year in 2020. Now, it's going to be really hard to play with the 32 teams and the bigger rosters in the NFL than you have with the NBA. But I think there would have been very interesting to see how a bubble would have worked out for the NFL. But the the problem with a bubble theory is the NBA's bubble is not a true bubble. You've got people who work at the hotels and at work at the restaurants who are going home to their family and their loved ones. So who knows what they bring back into the bubble? It's not a true bubble in the sense of the word. 
That's 100% correct. And I, I don't think it's possible to do that because inevitably you're going to have contact with other people just in your daily life. So all it really takes is one person to refuse to wear a mask or to have a family member that caught something when they went to work that day. And the next thing you know, it's going around, it's spreading around an entire hotel. And that's one of the issues with the whole bubble theory is once the virus enters that bubble, it kind of spreads very quickly. So, geez, uh, what do you do? Well, Dr. Fauci, I, I agree with you. And, um, yeah, maybe someday you'll hear him on our show uh, doing an interview about this. Um, Foreshadowing. I love it. But here, here, Jamie, I want to give Bills fans one more stat before we wrap up here on Believe, talking about, you know, we New York State, again, I mentioned this earlier in the podcast. We are fortunate we are not one of the states with cases being on the rise so far. We had an awful New York City, especially went through a really rough uh, part of this pandemic when it was going on through March and April. And thankfully, we've passed through the rough times, but it could just as easily switch and revert back to what it was earlier this spring. The Buffalo Bills currently have 90 players on their roster. If you go and break down the hometowns where these players live during the offseason, 61 of those 90 players come from a state that was experiencing a massive surge in COVID-19 cases. So that puts it in context that it doesn't just matter that New York State is in the clear. It's where these players are coming from when they then migrate and come back up to Western New York and Orchard Park for training camp. That could really bring the unknown of having a, a spread with them, and especially for the asymptomatic people who don't display the obvious signs you'd expect to see from a patient who then go and infect their teammates unknowingly. There's so much uncertainty. I just I don't know what the chances are that the season's going to get off without massive interruptions. All I can say is this: um, you know, football. As we're talking about, it, it's a we're fans. It's a hobby. We have fun talking about it and watching it. Stay safe, everybody. You know, wear wear your mask. Be socially distanced. I don't want to see anything bad happen to anyone. Yeah, we we love Bills Mafia. We love our listeners here on the podcast. And Jamie's right. Stay safe. Do the little things. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family and your friends. And we're gonna get through this together. You know. There's a saying back from you know World War I and World War II where Americans were so eager to do their part in the war cause. We are at war right now against an enemy that we just can't see being this coronavirus. Do your part. Do everything you can to protect yourself and your loved ones, and we will get through this. And regardless of what happens with the 2020 season, we at Believe will be here to talk about the Buffalo Bills and all the issues that our favorite football team is going through and hopefully watching this team make the playoffs for the third time in four years. Jamie, it was a fascinating conversation. Hopefully we left our fans wanting more. We can certainly carry on this conversation both on social media and maybe in a future podcast. But if you want to get involved on Twitter, Jamie is at the Jamie D'Amico. I am at John Boccasino. You can also comment on our story on buffalorumblings.com. Jamie, thanks for your insights. Man, it's always a pleasure, friend. I agree. It's uh, the highlight of my week is doing this podcast here with Jamie. We can't wait to get back at it next week. So please tell your friends and family about Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. For my colleague, Jamie D'Amico, I'm John Boccasino signing off here on Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.